0: Welcome to the Entrepreneur Academy with your hosts, Nick Dutton of Engage Finance and James Cross from Crossover Property. On this episode of the Entrepreneur Academy.
1: Find the deal and the money's going to come to you. You hear that all the time. Yeah. yeah. And I always ask people in the room, what does that mean to you? And you're sitting there, you've got the deal, you're sitting there, so where's the bloody money? Unless you get off your ass and go look for it, it's not coming. Santa's not bringing it over. <laughs>
0: but now, here are your
1: hosts, Nick and James.
0: Welcome back to the Entrepreneur Academy. This is now part two of the two part series with Cal Condola if you haven't listened to part one go back to our previous episode and come back to this I hope you enjoy a lot of people talk about the 70 2010 business strategy mm. would yeah. you say property's become your 70 now or has it always been Or I know obviously your brokerage might yeah. be your 70 I think
1: my brokerage in the past was my 70 okay. and for Pete the property was his 70 yeah okay yeah so we kind of had in that way me now going forward, property is going to be my 70. Okay, especially yeah. with the projects that we've got coming on board, um, with what we're doing with the eco houses, yeah. So the SIPs that we're launching, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're hoping to have a factory here next year as well so there's a lot of time and effort that needs to go into that now and this is why I've sort of stepped away a lot more from the other things that I'm doing. I'm still there so 20 will be the funding aspect okay. and a lot of that is really on the funding courses and things that we're doing Uh, I just want to educate people so that they know how they can fund the projects that they want to do and do it properly Yeah
0: Yeah. Yeah. Any time being your networking and
1: I was going to say getting pissed, but yeah. <laughs> I'll go with that one. <laughs> yeah. enjoy your life as well, yeah. yeah. Definitely the networking. Yeah. Although most people looking at how much networking I do would probably think that's my 70, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. Because when I am at those events, I usually have got meetings lined up
0: yeah. beforehand.
1: Yeah. Okay. So like tomorrow I'm going to Leeds for the SAS Alliance one. Okay. But I'm going there because I've got a meeting with um, somebody that we're working on a project for him. He's got 40 acres of land that we're looking at turning into a glamping site. Brilliant. Um, which will be amazing. Speaking to Ian Morton, who is the host of the event, because well, I'm doing some projects with him. Yeah. So we're looking at some joint ventures that we're doing there. And, um, and I've got a, a meeting with somebody else who is a deal packager and deal sourcer. So yeah, yeah. she's now looking at, for some land opportunity deals for us. Right. So although I'm going to that networking event... I've got three meetings lined up. Yeah. So, yeah. and those three meetings are all around property. Yeah.
2: Brilliant. Which ties it all in nicely.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm. Mm. And then you, you've sort of talked about, we, we touched on it briefly, the, the stepping stones of property starting with maybe a single layer then going into HMO. Do you think that's worth doing or is there some ways It
1: depends do? on the person. Okay. okay. So some people, depending on what experience they've had. So for example, I've got a friend who has been an investment banker for many, many years. Mm. And um, so now he's coming to property, but he's not doing single vitalet. He's, I think he's got a couple of single vital actually from okay. years ago, yeah, yeah. but you know, they were just more, more sort of accidental landlord as such. Um, but anyway, he, so he's coming to property and he's doing some really big deals. Mm. But he's doing that because he's got a team of people around him. Yeah. Okay. So he's, it's not that he's the developer. He's collaborated with somebody else who is a developer. Yeah. So again, working with somebody who's got the right skill set is important. So you can then go and do the bigger stuff. Yeah. Definitely. If you've got, and we've got some people that we're working with who, you know, this is their first project in in terms of development. But because they're collaborating with us, they're working or you know they're working on the back of our strengths yeah. and our experience. So the yeah. funding they're getting is because of us. You know, we've been doing it for so many years. Yeah. So because they were able to collaborate with us, yeah. that works. I certainly wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't encourage anybody. To jump in themselves start doing big projects yeah
2: just on their own blinding. on their own with yeah. family
1: money and things like that that's just ridiculous because you can lose all that so quickly yeah you know this I mean we've had sites that people have bought to us and and again it's the whole training spectrum with uh, de- property development people come out of training courses they still don't know how to uh, appraise a site
2: yeah
1: they don't yeah and you know they come out with some crazy land values if you're going to pay that much to the landowner, where's your profit margin? Because you haven't got one. Once you're into account your funding, you've got nothing. So you are actually going to end up in a deficit. So forget about, you know, any any earnings you're going to have from that. But you get people – I've had people come to me who said, well, OK, I'm going to find I've, – I've found a deal – I've got no money for it. Oh, that's okay, because I've been taught on how I can do this. It's no money down. Yep. I love no money down. But Because it does work. It does, it does yeah, work. Yeah. But you've got to know how to do it, though. Yeah. And the way I'm going to make my income out of it is I'm actually going to charge a sourcing fee for the project and I'm going to charge a project management fee. I'm like, yeah, great. You're going to charge a project management yeah. fee. How are you going to project manage it? You've got no freaking experience. You're going to have to have a project manager. Yeah. on that deal yeah. they're going to need that fee not you Yeah, because when they're talking about it, so you, you know we can allow for professional fees Yeah, those professionals have to be there though Yeah. yeah. you can't pretend to be yeah. that professional and earn the income from it because yeah, yeah. you don't know what you're freaking doing
2: yeah exactly
1: you can't have two project managers on there one because you want to get paid and two because he knows how to do the freaking <laughs> job yeah, yeah. but you yeah. do see that all the time yeah, yeah. and that scares the life out of me but we also get people come to us and they're like, oh, oh, got a site I've you know, made an offer on it it's been accepted I've got my family money investment to go into it it's got outline planning permission fantastic no. yeah outline planning permission doesn't mean anything
2: no, no not you
1: know, at all it, you know that yeah. but a lot of people don't because they don't understand the different types of planning and then they don't realise actually all the hoops that they're going to have to go through on that site I mean, we've got a site that we're working on at the moment which had planning permission full planning permission mm. for 12 houses yeah but if you look at all the conditions, says subject to highways, subject to this, subject And now highways came in and so said no, no, actually the entrance to that is not good enough. So yeah, but then also the architect didn't get an OS plan when he did the plans. Yeah. So the site, the the plans that he's actually drawn up are, are properties that are too big to fit on the site. Right. So. But this person's got planning permission yay yeah, for a site that doesn't stack up doesn't actually fit and the entrance is no good.
2: yeah it's just it's a fine detail of these things yeah. and your proper due diligence Exactly. Too.
1: so that's now taken nine months yeah. to go back into planning Jeez. to change it all to get the highways to agree to it to change the plans around yeah. to make sure it fits on the site
2: yeah
1: you know when you think people think oh if go for a site with planning permission you can start building straight away <laughs> No. no, you freaking can't. And this is where, again, in terms of education, yeah. the, the education on things like that needs to be more intensive. People need to realise they can't do a two-day property development course and become a property developer. You need two days just to learn how to freaking work Nimbus Maps <laughs> you know, or, or land inside yeah. or something, right? You're not going to do that in two days. Yeah. I'm going to become a fully-fledged property developer.
2: Yeah, especially on the bigger development projects yeah. and, you know, anything that's got substantial money and complications in it is, even if someone's had experience with one of them, every different project will be different.
1: Everything, things change all the time, Yeah, know? I mean, when we built our own house, um, once we started digging the ground for the foundations, yeah. um, the builders actually came around back and said, no, we're going to have to change this. We're going to have to block and beam, which means another £9,000 in there. It means three weeks delays. Yeah. Now... That's okay for us. We've got the money sitting there to do it. But somebody who's put everything into that project, that £9,000 and those delays can can cause you a lot of problems. We've had uh, a property that we converted into flats. And anything that could go wrong and has gone wrong with that property, it was an absolute nightmare. But with these properties, until you start stripping it out, you don't know what crap you're dealing with. Yeah. So when you sit there and budget, oh, I'm going to budget, you know, £15,000 per flat, yeah. and then it turns out to £30,000 yeah. per flat because of all the complications there, if you haven't got the contingency to do that and you haven't got the skills to do it as well, yeah. you're not going to make any money. And this is what people don't realise. Yeah, you know, even on the smaller stuff, it's hard work. So you've got to cut your teeth on the smaller things first.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Small that's what ones. I
1: always recommend to people. You know, yeah. you wanna do conversions, great. Find a property you can convert into two or three flats. Yeah. Cut your teeth on that one. Realise how hard it is, you know, and then look at, try and do the bigger stuff. Unless you've got a pot of cash and you think, right, well, I've got this money and I want to get into development, and then you can collaborate with somebody who has got the site okay. yeah. and it's ready to go. Yeah. You put your money in, but you put your money in on the basis that you're going to be part of the project and you're going to learn through the whole process. Yeah, definitely. So you're one of the partners on that project, then yeah. you do that, which is why a lot of people are doing it on the crowdfunding stuff. They yeah. do this earn and learn things, which I yeah. think is good. Yeah, Crowdfunding definitely. is a great way to start. So investing
2: yeah. in property and trying to learn at the same time yeah I mean even for me like I mean even if I have no financial interest in any projects I still like to not necessarily be involved but find out about how the whole project's gone work mm. out the financials and you know when, when people read like YPN magazine for example look at case studies I find it great because it gives me more confidence in projects I'm looking at and also shows them their problems they've had so I know what more to look out for yeah. and I think just things like that and learning from other people's experience and mistakes and problems is massively, massively mm. valuable.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, but it's really continued education. You've got yeah. to continue with that. You know, I mean, Peter's been in, in the housing business for so many years, but he's constantly reading. He's constantly going to conventions and events, things like that, you know, because you need to know things yeah. are changing in the marketplace all the time. Yeah. A lot of people, when we talk about eco homes, they start to think about you know all these uh, boreholes and ground and source um, heat pumps and all this. We don't have any of that on our properties. We don't yeah. need them. Yeah. Okay. And the thing about solar panels, we don't need the solar panels on the product in itself that we've got is the eco product.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: You know, but everybody thinks all oh, solar panels and no, no bloody solar panels. <laughs> don't need them.
0: So we, t- we touched on. About the no money down deals, you said that they are possible, but do you, mm. think, do you think that phrase is thrown around way too much?
1: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what about things much.
0: like rent to rents and lease options? Do you think they're?
1: I think it's even with yeah. I mean, with rent to rent, you still need some money because yeah. you've got to put furniture in yeah. there. You know, you've got to pay the rent for whether it's a couple of months up front or whatever it is. And then if there's any repairs that need doing, they need to be paid for. And if you've taken the property on from somebody and you're going to run it as HMO, you've got to allow for any, you know, any problems you have in that property as well. Yeah. And this is what people don't realise and they don't take that into account. Mm. I see a lot of people doing courses and they think, well, I, I can do that property for £4,000, great, but that's every penny they've got. Yeah. Now, once they've taken that property on, two of the rooms might be empty for two months. And then the third month, somebody comes in and is a complete nutcase and, yeah. you know, smashes the door down, that's 300 quid. Yeah, Where's yeah. that coming from? And he hasn't paid his rent. Who's going to pay the rent now? Yeah. You know, they don't think about all these different things. You need to have a contingency for those. Yeah. People talk about no money down. That's, yeah, they do work and so like we've done so it's like a lease option yeah. we're not putting any money down right now for it but there's still money going into the deal because we've got to pay for the legals yeah, yeah. and you know like with the commercial the f- flat that we did and the um, shop we still had to spend money on the actual refurb yeah, yeah. so it's still money going in there yeah. it just means that we've not had to pay any money to the landlord at the time so there needs to be more clarity on that and this is why a lot of people go into the no money down sort of courses, thinking that they're going to be able to do something in property because, but they've only got two or three thousand pounds behind them. Yeah, yeah. And they think, well, it's no money down. I don't have to put a penny down. Yeah. Other than pay for the course, obviously.
2: Yeah, obviously, yeah. Yeah. Uh.
1: But um, you know, and some of the people that I know that do the trainings are doing doing really good training, but then in order to really get anywhere with that, you have then got to sign up for the mastermind because then you need that continued support you're not going to do it on the back of a two or three day course
2: no you get a
1: few people that will and they'll do maybe deal sourcing or packaging or whatever but if you're doing deal packaging and deal sourcing you've still got to set your company up you've got to do all your licenses and everything that's all going to cost money
2: yeah
1: definitely where's that going to come from
2: yeah exactly and i think i think a lot of these sometimes when you see say on Facebook and stuff someone's old just on a deal and they're basing their I'm making a thousand pound profit a month and they're like well great but that's your projected profit you haven't actually gone and exactly, done it yet exactly
1: yeah and
2: it's 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 a little bit scary with, with how many of these things you see out there and it's like you say in in the world and the, the training world there needs to be more clarity and more like follow upness. It's it's you know, people want to need the experience to do it, and mm. the mentors are actually there to do it and help them, not, yeah. not just think it's all it's all good and something goes horribly wrong.
1: Yeah, I mean, I used to be on the um, HMO course, at yeah. progressive with Jamie Medill and Steve Mitchell, and on the second day in the afternoon, we used to do an exercise. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'd, we'd you know. The first day we'd say, right, we're going to find you're going to find a property in your area that you can either do as a rent to rent or a purchase. And if you did it as a rent to rent, you've got your spreadsheet, you're putting all the figures in there, you know yep. what the rent's going to be, how much your fence is going to be and all that. And we've got all the prices done and everything for everybody. So by the second day, everybody in that room has decided on a specific property. Yep. They've got all the bits in their spreadsheet, all yep. the funding and everything. We then give them 20 tenants. Okay. Okay. And so right, these are 20 tenants. So Sarah is the PA, this is how much she's earning, and all that. So we've got 20 ten- tenants for them to choose from. Yeah. And uh, so we're all sitting on the stage so, right. These are all our tenants that we've had at some point. Mm-hmm. So you are, you pretend you're the landlord and you're asking questions. Yeah, yeah. Ask us whatever question you want about a specific tenant and we'll tell you. You know, and and then you choose who your five tenants are going to be for your property. Yeah. So everybody goes through this exercise, and by the you know after the hour, everybody's got these five tenants. Yeah. So we say, okay, right. So you've got your five tenants, put them there. All right. Now, okay. So who's got this person? And people are like, okay, I have. met two or three people in the room got that particular person. So okay, that person came into HMO, mm. and after month three, smashed the door down which was the 300 quid. Yeah, yeah, And then refused to pay the rent. Yeah. So whoever's got him, you need to add 300 quid now for your repairs that that month and he's not going to pay you for two months. Okay. Yeah. Now, who's got this lady, lovely lady over here, you know, seems really nice accountant and everything. Yeah. She broke up with her boyfriend in month 2 and refused to pay after that. Okay? Went off into this crazy, you know, that's drinking and shouting at everybody in the room in the house yeah. and everything caused a lot of problems so you've got no rent now for four months so you're gonna have to you know take um you're gonna have to give it a notice and all mm-hmm. that so then what then you're looking at i so, say uh, so we work through the six months okay. right it's so, okay at the end of the six months who's got a profit and who's got a deficit and did you think this was going to happen to you or did you think that month one you got five tenants? They come in, they're going to pay yeah. their rent, oh, it's yeah. going to go on, it's going to be hunky dory. Yeah. You know, yeah. nobody's going to rip a sink off the freaking wall and it's going to cost you this much. Yeah, yeah. But this is, you know, you've got to do that. Yeah. Right? And, and all of a sudden, all these people are in the room thinking, shit, the bubble's burst. these are things I didn't think about, but these yeah. are things I do need to think about. So even on a rent to rent business, those tenants are your responsibility. Because yeah. you're offering that landlord guaranteed rent, irrespective yeah. of whether those people pay the rent or not. And you've got to be prepared for them not to pay right. the rent.
2: Yeah.
1: And to cause damage to the property that you then need to repair.
2: Yeah. Or have a different conversation yeah. with the landlord. Exactly,
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 And, you know, who's trained for that? Yeah. How often does anybody actually train them up to do things like that or understand that? They yeah. don't.
0: It's so I was going to say, is it ever? Do you ever see it covered in the training? But
1: only in that one. because yeah, we do yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. we've done it ourselves in that course. But I've never heard of anybody else doing that.
2: No, because no, even uh, you know, if you're doing a rent-to-rent HMO, it's like, well, you're then becoming a, essentially what would be a landlord, and you've mm. got to deal with tenants and all the legislation behind that. And no one ever talks about that. It's yeah. you're you're dealing with tenants there's a lot of legislation and things to to work through Mm. Um, you know it's quite scary people just taking them over and thinking just get a tenant and it's easy yeah it's not it's It's
1: bloody hard work yeah and then they're also not thinking about the funding on the property as well so when I sit there and say okay if you're doing a rent-to-rent or you're buying a property this is the funding you've got to have yeah and then people are okay I didn't realise that and what if I don't have that conversation with the landlord well when the mortgage company finds out and yeah. recalls the loan what do you think your landlord's going to do to you? So, you so if that happens in month three and the landlord says listen I've got to sell the property because mortgage company's on my back yeah. now because you're running it as a HMO you're out so yeah. you've spent £5,000 on that property yeah. you've got these it's tenants gone. in you need to rehouse those tenants
2: yeah and you haven't been a profit yet so you lost no, your money exactly
1: yeah
0: yeah
1: and these things are happening increasingly you know yourself Yeah. yeah. mortgage lenders are you know, quite savvy about this now
0: because they're missing
1: out. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and they don't true. want that. You know, and people are reporting it. I mean, it's like any any properties where you do a conversion, if you go for planning permission, the local authority inform the mortgage lender straight away, and people don't realise that that they're going to do that, and it's causing a lot of problems. But there's not many courses that would cover that as, as, aspect as well, because that's not what courses are there to do.
2: No, not at all. No
1: you know you want to fill the room with people that are happy happy <laughs> not depressed the hell out of them think shit I don't want to do this stuff <laughs> yeah
0: yeah so is that, is that what with your funding masterclass is that something you wanted to do more then is that your
1: yeah and from the feedback that we've had from it it's been really good I mean I've had people that are completely new to property on there Um and then I've had people that have been in property for over 10 years okay. and have had lots and lots of mortgages. Yeah. And they've just still turned around and said, wow, open my eyes. Mm. It's a game changer. I didn't realise that there was this other kind of funding out there and I didn't realise I could you know, structure my business in such a way mm. that I could access more money so I could do multiple deals instead of one at a time, you know, in terms of that cross-charging and everything. Yeah. And on the, on the two-day masterclass, we actually talk about company st- structure as well so okay. whether you need to have a limited company or yeah. an LLP because you want to make sure you get those things right from day one mm-hmm. and people you know, really don't understand the difference between having a limited company mortgage and then a normal mortgage and they struggle with the six month rule yeah. Yeah. You know, there's so much misinformation out there especially yeah. if you go into any one of these forums and people ask these questions on there and there's an amount of stupid advice on there that yeah. people are giving yeah. and you get a mortgage broker or advisor going on there and telling them the truth everybody is oh well you know I don't yeah. know about that. negative yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not negative it's the fucking truth yeah, right yeah. Yeah. realistic yeah. <laughs> this is it you can't do that because it's illegal yeah. so don't do it when you try and tell them oh you're negative again <laughs> no, for god's sake yeah. so we cover everything properly because we want to make sure that people understand how to build a portfolio but also how to retain it in terms of you know, estate planning and things like yeah. that as well because there's no point busting a got to build a portfolio of properties to so then not protect it as well. But there's, you know, there's legal ways of doing it. We all talk about creative funding. When I say creative, I mean creative in the way you stru- structure things and the access to money out there. Like you know, There's so much money out there but it's just knowing where to get it how to get access yeah, to it definitely. and how to structure your business. You don't have to do illegal things a lot of people think creative in that tense <laughs> yeah. and we don't mean creative in that way we yeah. mean creative in how we're going to structure your business yeah. and there, there are good ways of building up a portfolio of pro, you know portfolio of business but doing it properly yeah and definitely. once you've got your once you know what you're doing it's just rinse and repeat you just go on and on and on yeah. and you can do multiple projects and you can scale yourself up quite quickly I've got clients that, you know, started month one with some single buy-to-lets. Yeah. By the end of the year, they're doing some HMOs. By mid-second year, they're doing larger-scale commercial conversions because they've got the appetite to do it, yeah. but they know where the money is. And, the, yeah. you know, in terms of development stuff, there's so much money out there yeah, yeah. with crowdfunding and peer-to-peer lending. Yeah. I and mean, we're actually in talks with a hedge fund at the moment as well okay. that really want to get into development funding. I've got overseas investors that will buy Flats before they're even built, so yeah, yeah. you can actually forward fund it in that oh, okay. way. Yeah. So there's lots of different things that we cover, depending on what the person's trying to do. Yeah. But we don't; it's not just a two day course and then it's like see you later and goodbye. It's continued support after that as well, yeah. because over those two days, we don't we don't have any more than 15 people in the room. Okay. That's the maximum because we can't really I can't be sitting in a room of 40 people and try to get to know each one yeah. of those people and make sure that we're giving yeah. them real value. Mm-hmm because what we want to then do is give them the support afterwards as well so over those two days we're actually putting their two year and their five year funding strategy together for them and for their business Yeah. so it's not a generic course kind of thing yeah. it is very much structured on the people in the room mm-hmm. so everybody that's coming to the course fill in an application form first so okay. we know more about them yeah, yeah, Okay. so we know exactly who they are and what they're yeah. looking to achieve so we can tailor that for them as well and then they get the continued support afterwards
2: yeah absolutely you know
1: I would say to people you go to lots of courses. They teach you to do, you know, a five-year business plan for your property business. But what about the funding plan to go with it? Yeah. and that's yeah. what we're there for. Because nobody talks about the funding aspect on the majority of the courses out there.
2: Yeah, very true. And
1: that's the main thing. If you can't fund it, you can't do it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the money and property is one of the. We are almost <laughs> arguing one of the biggest things. <laughs> it's isn't the biggest it? thing. Yeah, without yeah. it, you're
1: not going very far.
2: No, not at all
1: and knowing how to structure what you're doing is yeah. important we get, we get a lot of people coming to us who have you know spoken to investors so they've got investor money they've yeah. put it into their company they haven't structured it properly so then that's going to cause problems yeah. so rather than sitting there six months down the line trying to then go back to your accountant and to sort it all out why don't you learn how to do it right from day one
2: mm. yeah very true
1: and this yeah. is what we're trying to do is just community of astute property f- professionals so they know exactly how to fund their own deals. Obviously, they don't need to know to the extent that a mortgage broker would because they don't need to know about criteria. We don't talk yeah. about criteria yeah, at all because yeah. that's irrelevant. Yeah. It's the strategy and the structure that's important. Yeah. Criteria is just which lender we're going to use yeah. for that particular deal. Yeah.
0: And yeah. so with the application form you touched on, do you think all they should all do that? I think so, yeah. No. It, it, there's a lot of bad hype around training via social media and is it pushed on people that aren't necessarily ready
1: i think so and to be honest with you there's some courses out there or there's some training academies where they will do like a one year or a two year program and they cost a fortune but then what they're doing over that one or two year period is teaching them every strategy yeah now how many people do you know out there that are doing every single freaking strategy they're yeah. not. No, you no, can't possibly same do same it. In. You can't be doing single buy lets and HMOs and service accommodation, commercial conversions, and build projects, You haven't got enough money. You haven't got enough time, and you haven't got the experience and the expertise yeah. to do it. And this is why people go on those courses. Come away. Like, oh, I've spent thirty thousand pounds. Yeah. I haven't done anything mm. because <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah. possibly do all these things at the same time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Just a shiny penny syndrome. It isn't is,
1: it? yeah. And a lot of people are like that. You know, they go through it all, and by the end of it, they're so overwhelmed by it all. Mm. No, and they never start. They're never yeah. going to start. Yeah. So I would say to people, you need to start with one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Start making money from it, systemize it, and then move on to something else. Yeah. And yeah. I re- i really do believe in mentoring a mastermind. As I say, if you're going to commit to something. Like, say, if if you're doing deal packaging and you go, that's me. I want to do deal packaging. That's where I want to start my business. You do the deal packaging course, you sign up for the mastermind or the mentoring afterwards as well, because that's what's really going to help you. Mm. Okay. And then once you're actually earning good money out of it and you've systemized your business, then look at something else. Yeah. If you re- if you want to do something else. Most people obviously do. They want to then start building up a portfolio. That's great. Then you do that. And then you do that. But then you've got a lot of people that are coming straight into property now and going straight into service to accommodation.
2: Yeah.
1: And that's crazy. Mm. You know, if people are thinking, oh, because it's that it's that headline figures, isn't it? Oh, as a HMO, I could get four hundred pounds a month. As mm-hmm. a service to accommodation, I can earn twelve hundred pounds a month.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, you could. If you know what you're doing and you do it properly, yeah,
2: yeah. But but
1: it's it's a hospitality business.
2: It is more complicated than HMOs. You've got you've got guests coming in more often than HMOs. Everyone's different, and it's
1: exactly yeah.
2: And that's the reason management agents as well charge more because of it. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah, it's a different business to get into entirely. But
1: once you're looking at the headline figures, once you then look at it and think, okay, so if I'm going to do this, I need a management company. Yeah. So let's take off the management fee. Let's take off the cleaners' fee. Yeah. Let's take off the uh, what have I left with 250 yeah. quid? Oh, I should have done a freaking HMO instead. Yeah. yeah, yeah, less hassle, more money. Yeah, but it's it's that headline figure that people go for. Yeah. And I have seen so many people, especially on the rent to rent side of it, yeah, yeah. going for all these rent to rent apartments to convert into service accommodation, and then six months down the line, they are not making any money out of it, yeah. they're losing a lot of money, and then they're trying to hand them back to the landlords.
2: Yeah, which when you've signed an agreement, says you're not.
1: Yeah, and the, there's a lot of people out there in serious trouble because of it. Yeah. And that's why we don't really cover service accommodation a lot in my, my um, networking events. No. Um, other than to say, look, it's bloody hard work and it's yeah, yeah. really, really... It's a full-time business. Yeah, exactly. It's a full-time <laughs> yeah. hospitality business. If so yeah, that's exactly. what you want to do then great, do it. But you're not going to do that on one or two service accommodation uh, rent-to-rent properties. No. It's just not going to happen.
2: No, not at all.
1: So, you know, with training, yes, there's a need. We all need to be trained. You can't start You know, a lot of people say, "Oh, you don't need to go to a training company." There's lots of free information on YouTube and in the forums. Yes, yeah, there's a lot of free information. A lot of it's a load of shit as well. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you can you can sit there for hours and hours watching YouTube videos, and you will learn a lot from it. Yeah. But majority of the people need that helping hand, so they need it structured you know yeah. you can, you, it might take you six months of watching YouTube videos or reading and researching to get the same knowledge that you could do on a two day course mm. if you if you choose it correctly and that's yeah. the most important thing before jumping into which one you're going to do do your due diligence on that course on the on the person that's teaching that yeah. course on the company as well yeah. and speak to people who've done it before yeah. they're all on yeah, social yeah. media it's very easy to find people yeah have done those particular courses and find out what their results are and how they did those results did they join the mastermind program how much is it can you afford it yeah
2: exactly if you
1: can't then you've really got to think about is that the right strategy for you
2: yeah definitely and I think if you do go for it then then commit to it and don't go and do another course straight away yeah. and another because you think is, oh yeah.
1: I can't do that right now because you know, that's not fitting me so well, I'll do this one instead Yeah, and then you think oh I can't do that one I'll, I'll do this and this is what you get I see a lot of people doing that Yeah, and it scares the life out of me and, but some people you, there's nothing you can say no matter how many times you tell them they still don't listen no. they're still going to do it yeah
0: because they've seen the success stories,
1: yeah, and, that's what and every so every on. every strategy that yes, there are success stories. Yeah, you don't see all the horror stories. No, and it's, even the yeah. ones that you know are successful, you don't hear how long it's taken them to get to that point, and the struggles that they had during that time. Yeah, you know, I mean, we talk about our projects and everything. I talk about them quite clear. Yeah. They, yeah, we've had issues with them. Like you know, the, the one that we're doing at the moment in it's nine months in planning it's been a freaking nightmare I've heard people coming out of property development training courses saying oh it takes two months to get planning (laughs) yeah I don't know for for a doll's house maybe (laughs) you know you'd be lucky if you get that for a conservatory
2: yeah yeah
1: but if you're going for a development project forget your two months yeah and you are looking at at least a year
2: yeah, and then the architects you start wrapping up as well and planning. You've fees got to pay all there. these
1: fees during that period, yeah. yeah. So it's fine saying we'll do a lease option on that land or on that um pro- property or the you know the building. Yeah. But who's gonna pay all those fees during that time? Yeah. Because they've got to be paid. You've got to have the reports. They've got the topo and all the other, you know, sort of reports, the mechanical yeah, reports yeah. and everything. Um, you've got to have soil samples, all that kind of stuff. You've got to pay for it. Yeah. You've got to pay for all the architects plans you've got to pay for all the uh, professional reports like i said but then you've also got to pay for the planning fees yeah and then you've got the meetings and everything you've got to have those people on board to do that because if you're not if you can't do that yourself you're going to have to pay somebody to do it yeah so this potential no money down that you started off with because it's a lease option
0: there's there's money going into because you've got
1: to pay for all this stuff in the meantime yeah and you've got no income coming in Because no lender's going to give you the money for those bits.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: You've got to find somebody else to pay for that. Exactly. Because they're not going to give you the lending or the the funding for it until you've got your planning and, um, you know, you're completing on the project. Yeah. So that might be a year there. Yeah,
0: far down the line. Yeah.
1: So how do you... First of all, never mind paying for all that stuff. How are you going to pay? pay you know, cover your own expenses.
2: And that goes back to saying, just start off on the on the small things and work your way yeah. up. Yeah, we all have
1: multiple stuff. So, like yeah, for us, definitely. we've that's in the background. It's chugging yeah. along nicely. Yeah. But we've got three other ones chugging along nicely at different stages. Yeah. But that's fine. But we've got something else that's already working on that's making money. Yeah. You know, and we've got other streams of income. Coming in, yeah. So we're not worried about that. So yes, okay, we've got to throw another three thousand into that here, there, and everywhere. that's fine. Not a yeah. problem. Yeah, it's done. But you're not going to be able to do that if you've just started and you think yeah. straight away, I want to go and do these big projects. Mm.
0: Get one plate spinning and then move on to the. Next. Yeah,
1: you've got to have some income coming in to yeah. free you up to go and do something else. Otherwise, you can't do it.
0: I can imagine managing that has helped from having a brokerage because that can be a bit like that yeah
1: well because you're self-employed yeah, yeah. unless you do the cater- the, uh, the mortgages you're not getting any income yeah you know so with that it used to fluctuate you know some months are good months some yeah. months are really really bad um, but then that's where having the properties and the passive income coming from the properties helped yeah uh, but then that, Pete, at the time when I had my mortgage brokerage he had his corporate job as well Okay. so because we had the income coming from that yeah. we were okay The problem we get is so a lot and I don't want to sound sexist or anything but you get a lot of businesses where there is one main breadwinner in the house uh, it usually is the man mm. the husband mm. and the wife is either doing something part time yeah. or helping in the business uh, and then looking after the children yeah with us it was different Pete had his corporate career I had my business yeah. um, But I had The reason I wanted my business Is so that I could be more flexible With the kids Okay. So I dropped my kids off at school every day I picked them up at, from school every day And then between the sort of Three o'clock to seven o'clock I'd be spending quality time with them Once they'd go to sleep I'd be there doing my bloody compliance From the cases from the day From earlier in the yeah. day yeah. From the meetings I had or whatever But then I had staff as well to help me um but then, because you know we had the, the regular income coming in from Pete's corporate job, yeah. it wasn't a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you had some bad months, not a problem. yeah, you know, but That's I did managing, it because yeah. of that, yeah, flexibility. Yeah. but I do know with, like I said before, when the network closed down and the, it wasn't just me affected, there was a lot of brokers yeah. there was 50 brokers mm-hmm. th- throughout the country that were affected, and a lot of my colleagues that were the brokers, they were the main breadwinner in the house, yeah, yeah. so all of a sudden. Well, the income's gone. So they didn't have the luxury that I had where I could sit back and say, well, I'll just JV with somebody else to do it and I'll yeah. do a bit of this and yeah. I'll do a bit of that and I've got the income coming in from the properties. They had to go out and get other jobs. Yeah. Because they've got good bills to pay.
2: Yeah, because all, yeah. all that is in one basket. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And so you've got to have the multiple streams of income irrespective of what you're doing. In any kind of business, yeah. you know, if you've got a, a restaurant... You've got to have That's some so other I income think, because if, yeah. if something happens in your restaurant, you lose your ratings or whatever it yeah, is, your business goes down the things. pan, what mm. are you going to do? But people, when they talk about property or getting into property, they don't think about it like a business.
2: No. No, they don't. They think it's a They ma- think it's big dream. money. Yeah, yeah. Big
1: money. I'm going to become a millionaire overnight, you know, because they see all this, oh, thousand pounds a month from one. Okay, I just need five. I need five of those. Oh, five grand a month. Happy yeah. days. Yeah. But it's getting to that five, five a month. Yeah. yeah and then and they, you're not going to earn a grand a month every month from it. No, them. it's
2: maintaining it as well, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah. But this is where you've got a lot of landlords now who, over the years, they've been spending all the money that they've been getting from yeah. their properties. And now they need to actually do decent refurbs on them. They haven't got the money. Yeah. Because being they've spent it. as well yeah. by tax
2: and other things. Exactly. And, mm.
1: so this is why you're getting a lot of people that are selling their properties now.
2: Mm.
1: So there's good bargains out there at the moment. Yeah, yeah especially with all this Brexit stuff going on okay. good time to buy
0: yeah 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 <laughs> true true yes yeah. so we've been sort of we wanted to launch this to try and help younger entrepreneurs as well mm-hmm. to try and so I know obviously you've got your two sons are you, are you wanting them to try and follow your path is that your
1: um, not necessarily my path I'm happy for them to do whatever they want to do mm-hmm. as long as they're happy Okay, and the thing is, because they've grown up with myself and Pete, and we're both quite entrepreneurial, Yeah. Um, the kids have grown up with a different sort of mindset. Yeah. And, you know, we, we did think that Reese would go straight into property um, once he left school. He doesn't want to go to university, mm. but he wants to make a difference in the education system. Okay. Because he kind of feels, although he, he left school with seven A's, um, and then two B's and two C's not bad results really yeah. for a kid that the school said would fail and, and I actually took him out of school three yeah. months before because the school were just like oh you know because every time he would ask a question I was like oh you have been disruptive It's like no I'm yeah. asking you a question because <laughs> yeah. I don't agree with what you're saying yeah. or you know or, or I don't understand so for him it was quite frustrating so I took him out of school and said right okay that's fine he's just going to come for, back for his exams tutor him at home and i did that he got he's he got the best results yeah so he didn't do too bad they didn't you know as much as they said he was he's going to fail no he didn't so i'm quite proud of him for that he did put the work in but because he doesn't follow the line or toe the line as such people think that oh yeah this kid's disruptive Mm -hmm. you know he's not listening he's this and the other and that's the problem you've got with the education system now. Yeah, yeah. So, Reese wants to make a bit of a difference with that. So, he said to me he wanted to become a supply teacher. Good. I said to him, well, you're 17. That's not going to happen.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Two weeks later, he proved me wrong.
0: Yeah. He is
1: a supply teacher. Wow. And he's actually going to all these different schools.
0: That's often.
1: And he's helping children that are struggling because he's actually sitting down and spending time with them trying yeah, to get yeah. to know what's wrong what, what, what are they struggling with yeah. and why and a lot of the times it's nothing to do with school it's something else yeah and it's, it's their mindset and they feel they're being let down and that's what he's trying to do and change.
2: Yeah, brilliant. Which is
1: brilliant, and I'm really happy that he's doing it. Yeah. But on the side of that, he's, he is getting into property as well. He's got a, you know, a few properties already. He's okay. looking at doing more um, rent-to-rents okay. as well. Yeah. So he's he's at the moment in consultation with somebody else that I want him to partner up with, uh, and that's what they're looking at doing. So he's going to do that as well. Um, but like I said, he wants to do his teaching that he really feels passionate about. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm really happy that he's doing that. But then, like I said, because at the moment, obviously with schools, yeah. they've been off for six weeks. Yeah, so I yeah. said to him, well, what are you going to do for six weeks? You know, you might as well chill out. I said to him, you can go to Canada for six weeks if you want to, yeah, yeah. spend time with the family. But he just turned around and said, well, no, I want to do something. I'm going to earn some money. I said, okay, what are you going to do? Two days later, he's got a job at a car dealership um, detailing the cars.
2: Yeah, Fantastic.
1: I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, well, I'm not going to see anybody because he's he's not going to sit at home. Yeah, yeah. And I know, you know, but that's he is that kind of person.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, and but he's coming up with lots of various different ideas, business yeah. ideas, which are really good. So we we do want him to, you know, pursue one of those. Okay. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Um, with the younger one, I'm not so sure. He's a lazy so and so yeah (laughs) he does just keep saying you know by the time I leave school you guys should have a position for me to slot into
0: nice
1: that he can just come and sort of supervise yeah
2: okay
1: yeah so that one I'm worried about Reese, I was never worried about him
0: yeah
1: yeah I think I might have to you know get him a few different books now to start reading I might have to start working on his mindset
0: that's the underlying thing we spoke about is it's mindset hmm and just work
1: hard yeah you've got it's to work hard yeah. yeah a lot of people think you know things come to you easily yeah. they don't no. most entrepreneurs work very very long hours yeah. you know people talk about laptop lifestyle yeah yeah laptop lifestyle means you are stuck to your fucking laptop exactly, yeah. 24 yeah. hours a day you can't even go to the toilet without it half the time <laughs> because that's what it is here you yeah. go people yeah they're on the beach if you're on the beach on holiday why have you got your laptop
2: yeah very. True. you should
1: be enjoying your holiday yeah so what does that say about your laptop lifestyle it means you're freaking stuck to it yeah yeah. and you've got to do that for a certain number of amount of time you know to get to where you want to be you've got to put the hours in but like we said earlier a lot of people think it's okay to work 40 hours a week in a job for 40 years to come away with a pension that's barely worth nothing But when they say, oh, when you talk about being an entrepreneur or having your own business, oh, well, if you've got to put 70 hours a week into it, or you've got to work seven days a week, what's the point? Well, because of the results you're going to get.
0: Exactly.
1: So it's worth doing it. Yeah, yeah. It's harder to do it when you're older, Mm. I guess. When you're younger, I think it's it's easier. You know, you've got more energy and stuff, I suppose. Um, But it depends on your family as well.
0: Yeah, so true. if you've got
1: kids you want to spend quality time with your kids Yeah. but you know when you've got a business especially a property business it can give you the flexibility to do that yeah
2: Yeah, totally and, and most you,
1: businesses can to yeah, an extent exactly. unless you're one of these businesses where you need to be there 9 to 5 Yeah. but then people would say that about a mortgage business that you need to be there 9 to 5 well yeah. I was never there 9 to 5
2: yeah just depends uh, how you structure it all exactly
1: but I never did the home visits other yeah. than that one where the cat peed on my laptop <laughs> <laughs> you know but I when I set up my own brokerage I said that's it I'm a professional people have to come and see me in my office yeah. I'm not going to go to somebody's house yeah. you know and sit there while they're trying to watch Coronation Street or whatever and the yeah. cats and dogs are running around and it's the true. kids are going crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I'm trying to talk, to talk to them about the most expensive financial commitment they're ever going to yeah. have yeah They'll, speak, they'll go see their accountant and this solicitor so why not your mortgage broker yeah it's what I can't understand with the financial services industry most of them work evenings and they go out to see people well no let them come to you mm. and I've always done that yeah so I used to do my appointments sort of between 10 and 2 yeah. during the day so those are my times I don't work evenings because I've got kids yeah. so if you want to see me you come during the day if otherwise you see one of my other staff yeah because my staff would be there yeah. till 6.30 sort of thing uh, or you talk to me on the phone and my staff will do the, the rest of it because most of it you don't really need to sit no. somebody face to face to it I have clients all over the country I even have yeah. overseas clients who consistently buy more and more property here yeah. and all they do I get an email from them Cal yeah. this is the property I'm buying sorted out Yeah. that's my instructions yeah. <laughs> sorted out love
0: Are they the best <laughs> clients okay. yeah they are they're the best yeah, yeah
1: because they, they don't care about the rate no,
0: no. they
1: know you're going to do the right thing for them yeah yeah they no. just say how much money do I need to send over
0: yeah and that's it yeah
1: yeah and, and send me the paperwork to sign yeah perfect
0: yeah
1: but just you know yeah a lot of people they don't they don't put enough into it they? Yeah. and they don't realise that that's what you need to do you really do need to work hard
0: everyone seems so hyped up about passive income aren't they that I don't think it exists you know, you have to work
1: hard to get you've got to, to get, get somewhere yeah you've got to do something in order to get that income coming in it's not going to come in when you're just sitting at home no a lot of people go to training courses uh, and they say you know the main thing is usually find the deal and the money's going to come to you yeah. you hear that all the time yeah, yeah. and I always ask people in the room what does that mean to you and you know you're sitting there you've got the deal you're sitting there so where's the bloody money Unless you get off your arse and go look for it, it's not coming. Because no? yeah, yeah. Santa's not bringing it over.
2: <laughs> true. true. Yeah? Most
1: people n- haven't got a freaking chimney for him to come down <laughs> anyway yeah. nowadays. But that's yeah. just not going to happen. You yeah. need to know where the money's going to come from for yeah. that deal, yeah. ideally before you do the deal.
2: Because yeah.
1: if you don't understand the funding, how are you going to structure the deal?
2: Very true. And how
1: are you going to negotiate with your vendor
2: yeah just simple things like you don't know what your finance rates will be to put into your deal appraisal so you yeah you don't know which profit.
1: exactly you're so that's the education you need first you know i'd say to everybody great do the fun- do the courses that you want on the property strategies but do the funding courses as well i know there's not many out there and this is what we want to try and change but we're trying to think we're trying to work out a way that we could do this almost like an online course because okay. I think that would be helpful yeah, yeah. you yeah, know yeah. it would get out to more people um, and then have a bit of a support network around them as well. I'm talking to a few people about how we could structure that but that's the most important thing yeah unless you know how, where the funding's coming from you can't structure your deal properly yeah. and this and you can't go back four months later to try and renegotiate which is what a lot of people do yeah. So yeah. you see all these land deals all these properties that are potential commercial conversions they're off you know they've been sold. Four months down the line, they're back on the market. That's because the person that offered on it, offered the asking price, didn't do the sums properly, didn't understand where the money's going to come from. And once they did get to that point and thought, shit, I can't offer this much anymore for it.
2: Yeah, they have to pull out and they've spent money already.
1: Exactly. Whereas if you're the person there and you understand and you're sitting there with your vendor or the landowner, you're, you're negotiating from a a, um, confidence point of view because you're actually educating them to say look your land is not worth that much because of this 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 and this because for me to build on there the 12 apartments that you've got planning for or whatever I need to fund it by doing this this and this now once I add all that up it comes to this my GDV is this therefore your land value is this because you've got to reverse engineer what that land value is going to be doesn't matter what he thinks it's worth and what the bloody agents tell him it's worth because that's all complete bollocks (laughs) so you've got to be able to negotiate properly with them and most vendors if you sit down with them and educate them they will listen we've had it We've made offers on deals far less than what somebody else has offered on it, but we've actually taken the time to sit down with the vendor and explain to them yeah. and educate them. And actually two joint ventures came out of that because the vendor basically turned around and said, well, I like the way you work. Yeah. I love the fact that you've actually sat down with me and educated me. How about we do a joint venture where I put the land in? Mm. You do the build and we'll do a split on the profits. Yeah. That's even better. Yeah, yeah. All
2: wins. perfect. So perfect yeah. scenario.
1: Yeah. But that's because you've taken the time to do that with them. Yeah. Again, well, relationships.
0: You know, it's for building the they trust to sell it, so they either take ten grand and it might sell, or they take ten grand less. Yeah. And it's definitely going to sell. Yeah. And have you got any other things on the horizon?
1: We have. We, we on the land and development stuff. We're actually launching a conference. So it's going right. to be a two-day conference, and we're calling it "Find It, Fund It, Build It." And over those two days, we will that's the things we will go through. Wow. Exactly how you find sites, yeah. so how you do the appraisal, then how you fund it in terms of acquisition, development, and exit, mm-hmm. and then how you build it, whether you're building by traditional or you're doing you know, off-site construction in terms of SIPs, modular, containers. We're going to introduce all of those things. Yeah, but what we're also going to cover is what the monitoring surveyors do because people don't know and you need to know what your monetary survey is you need to understand the warranties mm. so we're going to cover all of those things over the two days because okay. we want to educate the people so that they actually know what to do yeah. so that when they are bringing those deals to us we can actually help them fund yeah. those quickly yeah. and also do the development side right. and we're partnering up with a national building company that will then be there to be able to say right if you find the sites mm. you come to us we'll build them for you Trying to put everything together yeah, that people yeah, really yeah. need, Excellent. so it's going to be very content led, not salesy. Because as you know, I don't do salesy, yeah, yeah. it's like this is it, get on with it and do it, yeah, you know, because that's what it should be. Yeah, yeah. It? It I haven't got time to do bonuses. The bonus is you'll actually know what you should be should doing, be doing. Yeah, to get the freaking deal done, yeah, and you'll make money. That's the best bonus I can ever offer anybody.
0: And tell them the good and the bad.
1: I might put them on a WhatsApp group if they're lucky.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't another think I one. could handle another WhatsApp group. No, no,
0: that's bad enough. Yeah,
1: I want to throw my phone out the window. Sometimes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got the yeah. Leicester uh, PPA, which is second Monday. Is it second
1: Monday of each month? Yeah.
0: And then what, when's the Canary Wharf?
1: Canary Wharf is third Thursday of each month.
0: So it's well worth people travelling to that one, isn't it?
1: Definitely, yeah. Mm. And especially now that we've changed it for the afternoon, it it does make it more accessible for people outside of London. Um, And the way we've changed the format on that as well is we do the normal presentations, so we have speakers there to educate and inspire people for the first hour and a half. Then we have a networking break for half an hour, and then we've got mastermind tables. Okay. and these are uh, structured mastermind tables so we've got like a funding table yeah. and at the funding table is somebody from Access Financial Services there's also um, Mike Bristow from Crowd Property yeah, yeah. so they're talking about different aspects yeah. of funding yeah, yeah. which is brilliant because you actually get some really good conversations going there we have a property developers um, table and the two people hosting that have been in property development for over 10 years each Yeah. so it's great. not somebody that started recently service accommodation table again the person there has been doing service accommodation for quite a few years they've got a l- large portfolio portfolio Making good money out of it. Same thing on the HMO table. But Mike Frisbee he's been in property for many, many years. Uh, he's got a fantastic portfolio of high-end HMOs in in around the sort of Bournemouth, Southampton, okay. Portsmouth area. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's based in London, and he used to run a pin event in London right. a few years ago. Um, so I've pinched him from that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so, and then we've also got a health and well-being table, mindset, That's health right. and well-being. Okay. So we have yeah. the guys from RNT Fitness there. I obviously stay away from that table. <laughs> the nice thing is, the last time we started, I was sitting there eating a croissant, <laughs> and they're both looking at me, thinking, "Hmm, I'm sure we've had a conversation with her at some point." So I try and steer away from that table. Yeah. But yeah, they, you know, they're talking about because um, it is it is about mindset at it the end of the day, And a lot of the stuff that they do in terms of their health and well being is um, it's very structured. So I don't know if you've seen Dick Sesha's journey, yes, yeah. how he's lost all yeah, that weight. Really That's from being with them. Really? So okay. they they are almost okay. like transformational coaches. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Uh, which is brilliant. You know, the results that he's had are amazing. But there's a lot of science behind it. Yeah. And that's what they go through. And once you understand the science, you actually understand why you're doing what you're doing and why you need to vary your diet. Mm. Uh, and so they take you through this journey kind of thing, which is brilliant. Mm. And I think that's important because we've talked about it earlier. Yeah. You know, yes, we, we want to educate ourselves in property and, and be doing all these great deals and everything. But we need to look after our bodies as well. But actually, we've also got a social media and marketing table as well okay so good tables yeah,
0: there yeah
1: yeah um, so we did pe- that the Leicester one yeah we did that weeks, recently but yeah. there um, so but at the, but the L- uh, London one we're doing that every month okay because we're doing it from two till six yeah uh, so fantastic. we've got two hours of mastermind tables every single month and like I said all the hosts of all those tables have been doing what they're talking about for many many years yeah so a wealth of knowledge so people get an opportunity to sit at a table for 50 minutes we have 10-minute comfort break and then we swap around. Yeah. And last month, we had... It was really funny. Because the property development table almost became two tables. Right. Because <laughs> so we had 96 people in the room. Jeez.
0: Wow. Okay. Right,
1: and yeah. it was like, shit. Yeah. yeah. We're really this. So th- and then the funding table grew as well. It was yeah. like two tables. We had to push two tables together. <laughs> it was crazy. Awesome, yeah. And we had Richard Woomwell at one t- side of the table. We had Mike Brister. And they both like just sound of their own voices yeah, yeah. and they've both got fantastic content and you know knowledge and everything but you know they're both trying to sort of you know get their their yeah. side in sort of thing and, and, and talk about what they can do for a specific person because I say to people if you've got deals and everything bring them with you
2: yeah yeah absolutely you know we've got
1: the planning table that David Kemp runs so yep. if somebody's got any planning issues and anything, they just need to bring it with them but that's really what it's there for I just want to you know help people to collaborate a bit more um, and just get the right advice Yeah, and the feedback we got from everybody last month was amazing Yeah, really brilliant. really good and I think it's just I just want to add more value to the events you know especially if I'm, if I'm asking people to come from other parts of the UK from outside of London you know it's a two hour journey into London yeah. you want it to be more than just you know, an hour and a half networking event and we do have some really good investors in there right okay. yeah I had two people that approached me last time that have got over a million pounds each to invest. Yeah. Wow. So the money is in the room. Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to tell you where it is. Yeah. And <laughs> they won't the tell you where it is. Yeah. yeah. But they do. They just watch you. Yeah. You know, and, which is good. And so they were sort of saying to me, who do you think we should really go and talk to? Yeah. I thought, well, if I was you, I'd go and sit over there and listen to that person, maybe listen to that person, because there's a couple of people on that table that are do some really good stuff and could do with some investment. So I'll try and guide people along a little bit if I can. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. But I don't, you know, sort of shout out, oh, this is the one with the money. Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah. they will just get bombarded. Yeah, you know? true. But there are there are lots of people there with good money and they want to invest. Some of them are IT professionals, some of them are investment bankers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's not just their money they've got, they've got access to other people's money as well. Yeah. And this is what you want to do. You want to really get out there and, you know, build your profile yeah. in other places, not just in your local area
0: and then just before we sort of close it off I just wanted to you know the Leicester PPN mm-hmm. I know you mentioned about there's some positions there to to join you as a founder members yeah and still so what sort of things are you looking for there
1: um really anybody that's sort of connected with property that has got some value that they can offer so uh, something like a service accommodation operator somebody who's been doing that for a while has systemized their business and is now in a position to be able to manage other people's units as well because that's important yeah. A lot of there's more and more people that want to do service accommodation but don't want to manage it themselves yeah. I'm one of those people I don't manage my properties at all I think there's people that have got the skills to do that why would I do it myself yeah. um, so we are looking at get, going into service accommodation ourselves as well but we wouldn't do it on individual flats we will just build units where we've got at least six units under one roof yeah, okay. and then just hand that over to somebody to manage so we need somebody that's service accommodation Led, uh, we get a lot of people asking for hate about HMOs. Okay, so somebody that can do HMOs would be good. Yeah, obviously, we've already got a legal firm, we've got um, an accountant, we've got Adrian, who's the architect. Yeah. David cool. Kemp will be joining us as a planning consultant. Okay, yeah, wow. so yeah, so we've got some good people in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, anybody who's got you know a really good service to offer, um, also trades. They don't necessarily have to join as a founder member. They could join in on like a sponsorship membership okay. where we can help promote them because trades are something that I'm constantly being asked yeah, about. Yeah. And we need a good good trades. Um, somebody that's a deal packager that, but deal packager that actually does have deals because you'll be surprised the number of people that come mm. to me. I'm a deal source. I'm a deal packager. What deals have you got? Nothing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you want to be a deal package and a deal sourcer, but you haven't Evil. actually got the deals right now. Yeah. You know, I've got lots of people that want to buy deals, and we need access to people that have got those. And for me, myself, I want somebody that's finding land deals or commercial conversions, because I want yeah, those for yeah. myself. So anybody that's really got a good service um, and wants to, you know, build their business okay. and be a part of that, that community as such... It's, although it's based in Leicester, we kind of cover the East Midlands.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, so
1: because there isn't really an event here in Nottingham, um, and yes, there is a Derby PPN. But we won't talk about it. <laughs> no. <laughs> and if they're listening, sorry, Ranjit. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we rock.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I really appreciate you coming in. And yeah, yeah, thank you. Time. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you for inviting me.
0: There's some really good insights to help you grow out, so thank you. Sorry. This is the Entrepreneur Academy. If you have a question, use the hashtag the
1: Entrepreneur Academy.